Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. It's, it's, it's a weird platform because like, you do you like you get random messages from people, and, like, including Lisa Kennedy. Well, <laughs> yes, hi, smashing. So thank you very much for yeah. welcoming nope. to, to your beautiful home. I better say I'm here with composer John McFarlane, <laughs> and I've known John for a long time, but I haven't seen you yes. in a long time. Yes. And our dads used to play in bands together and gig together. So that's, I think that's how we know each other, yep. John. Yeah, <laughs> I think we. I think we've probably shared our stages ourselves as probably well. Probably some Numerous miners' club or something. Yeah. Somewhere. Yep. <laughs> yes, many moons ago. Um, can you recall the first single or album or music that you bought ever with your own money? Own money is a, is a difficult qualifier. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it would have been uh, an Eagles CD. Oh, no, that's too cool. Yeah, like a, like a Greatest Hits or... Uh, um, so, yeah, I think it's Eagles. That's pretty cool. No, I don't know if this was my first one because I've got like a lot of vinyls that I'm like, people bought me, they didn't buy them myself. I recall buying... Do you remember the programme Blossom? That was on the telly. I'll say yes. It was like a Channel 4 programme. It's her from um, The Big Bang Theory. Ah, yes, yep. She was Blossom. And there was a boy in it called Joey Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And he brought out a single called Nothing My Love Can't Fix. I still have it. Oh. On viral. No Not good. quite as cool. <laughs> it's not as cool as the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're a yeah. composer and I'm not. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty decent. So... Clearly, music was a big thing in your yeah, life from yeah. your age. Uh, yeah, um, Dad was a drummer, so mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of the early memories were, you know, five or six year old sitting on a, a drum kit somewhere, pretending to play drums. Uh, I got, I got uh, an early memory of busking outside as well, and my Dad was playing a gig right. in, in the in the hall, and I was sitting out outside the hall <laughs> whistling. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I think I made about a fiver. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to go and give give it all back. Go and meet people and try and find them and give it back. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's one of my earliest musical memories. That's I think. great. Yeah. Genius of you, actually. I, think, yeah, I thought so. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and that was you know that was twenty five, twenty six years ago. Jeez. So the fiver was probably quite good. Aye, did alright. Yeah, so, but I didn't. My sister used to busk in Motherwell. I remember that. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Something I never. Bitch, no, that, that, that <laughs> one one and only experience was enough to put me off. So. Aye, well, it seems as you should gain the money back. Yeah, that's it. So then, school was... What school did you go to? I went to Taylor High. So you did, yeah. yes, yeah. down the road from yeah. Brannock, yep. where we went. The and uh, it was quite a musical school, like, when you were there. It, it, I think at the time I was there it, it was, but mm. I think it was just based on the people in the time as well. So guitar bands were starting to come back in and it was... Yeah. It was, it was like my social circle, there was a lot of a lot of people that played instruments or uh-huh. were starting to learn instruments. Um, so that in itself made it quite musical for yeah. for me. But I don't know if the school itself was all that musical. So what were you playing? Uh, so I, I learned guitar. Um, uh, probably first year at school, I started on guitar. Uh, most of my friends were playing guitar. What was, lessons or just? just uh, so I, I started. Yourself? I remember the first night I. I I decided I was going to play guitar. I was in I was in the house and my dad had this guitar in the loft and for years I would I would dig it out, strum it without you know playing anything, any chords or anything. <laughs> Just marvel this sound and then uh, put it back in the case and hide it and pretend it had never happened. Okay. Um, so I remember one one night I brought it down from the loft and uh, I was doing this and my dad was going out. I don't know if he was going to a gig and he said right, I'll show you four four chords or I'll show you a couple of chords okay so he did he showed me four chords it was like E, D, C and A four or five hours later he came uh-huh. back uh, and I'm sitting strumming changing <gasps> between these chords wow and I think for him that was like oh maybe we should mm. maybe we should look at this so from that point he then he looked up uh, one of his friends it was a guitarist and a guitar teacher and that started a kind of weekly lesson thing and uh, it was a, a guitarist called Tam Stevenson yes out in Quarter in Hamilton yes. uh, amazing player 
um, and, and, and an even better teacher. So oh. uh, several years of study with him, and, and then that, I went full geek and, and studied <laughs> as much as I could uh, about guitar. Uh, so that's obviously drawn to it. Yes, know, that yep. night being shown those chords yep. and, and being like committed enough to sit and yep. figure it out and master it kind yep. of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. I started this this relentless pursuit of of, of knowledge and. Mm. Uh, so did you take it on? After school, uh, yeah, yeah. So I kept kept that on. Um, I studied. I did a, a guitar teaching diploma through London College of Music, and that was specifically for guitar. Um, and then, I mean, I played a bit of drums and stuff as well. So that was probably the two instruments at that point that I played. More recently, and maybe in the last kind of four or five years or so, picked up um, a piano okay. as well, which yeah. is something I really I, I could potter about on mm-hmm. a piano years ago. There's a lot of transferable skills which I never really thought about okay. before. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if you can read music, that's you've got a head start. Yes. If you know, you know theory and intervals, and uh, then you've got you know you've got a decent grasp of, mm-hmm. of that side of things, and it's it's a bit easier. Yes. Um, playing guitar, you've obviously got reasonable dexterity, your, mm-hmm. your hands. So I picked up things like ukulele, um, nice. mandolin. Um, mm-hmm. Mandolins. Uh, it took, I don't know why it took me this long to realise, but it's tuned the same as a violin. So I've been, I've been learning violin as well. Um, ah, so you're one of these people you could just chuck an instrument at and you just figure it out. I think uh, anything <laughs> with a string on it, I'm yeah, quite. Yeah, that's what you used to say about yeah. Emma. Mum used to just open her bedroom door and fling in some penny whistle or something. Just about playing it. <laughs> yeah, anything with a string, I'm quite happy if yeah. trying to get a tune out of. But yeah, that's that's been the recent thing. That's and then I was, I was doing over some masters, uh, which is due to finish in September as well. <gasps> so. Yeah, so that was composition and wow. uh, orchestration as well. Because right. or- orchestration was something I'd, I'd kind of an idea of, but didn't really okay. understand too much about Is how that to. Is that like distance learning you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, due, due to finish in September, thereabouts. Amazing. So, so that's and been, have you enjoyed that process? Yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's been fun. Um, yeah. I think that's that's can probably caused me to pick up um, violin and piano. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have a better understanding of how things look or feel mm. on, under the fingers. Um, yeah. So that, you know, so that I can I can write for violin more wow. more naturally than, than mm-hmm. if I was to write it as a guitarist and then expect a violinist yes. to play it. So that's awesome. So, but yeah. much dedication though, and like discipline to be able to do that while you're doing life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adulting and that. It's, yeah, it's that, and you know, work life balance is is. is it's it's a kind of bloodline, um, purely on the basis that. That as much as this is, is, is work and it's hard work, mm. it's fun. Yes. Um, so that um, obviously you want to be doing quite, it. Yeah. It's like not so, a chore. Yeah. So it kind of blurs the line as to what's work and what's uh-huh. you know, what's yeah. fun. Um, so like after school, where you're kind of set set on, yeah, I'm going to that music's going to be a career for me. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I remember I, I applied to uni for a bunch of different courses. I think I applied music at Strathclyde is the one I kind of looked at, and then I, I joined a band that was kind of gearing up for a tour okay. um, so that was that was going to knock that on the head um, that quite quickly um, fell through mm. but it fell through after the deadline of uh, course, for unis of course it did. Um, so that kind of pushed that, that kind of focus uh, out mm. uh, did a bit of yeah, like music technology and then quickly realised that that wasn't what I was looking for uh, and that's when I ended up doing the London College of Music mm-hmm. thing and then t- uh, teaching for a bit yeah. uh, off the back of that um, but it's only really in the last maybe three or four years that there was this kind of dawning realization that a massive fan of films, uh, you know, massive uh, fan of music in all its forms, mm-hmm. and you could put the two together. So, uh, you know, I, and how important music is, yeah, in film. yeah, yeah, and how fun it can be to, yeah, as a process yeah. to to tinker or uh, manipulate. Mm-hmm. So, had you been? all your years in bands and stuff and obviously you know we we're talking before started recording about being in like wedding bands or whatever were you also writing your own stuff all no, those years no um i thought i mean i spent a bit of time as as a guitarist mm-hmm. for singers mm-hmm. uh, singer songwriters quite often uh writing guitar parts for their their album or mm. um when i was in bands i was writing guitar parts but yeah. perhaps not necessarily writing the songs yeah but i was only ever never as a kind of collaborative um, process I always found any time I sat down myself to write things I would just constantly generate ideas mm-hmm. and never settle on something always go back and change something so I think that's where now if I'm, I'm if I'm write, writing for a film 
and I've got a director or producer there, uh, approval process yes. is the kind of the, the parameters that I'm, I'm working yeah, within. So, so you that, still have that collaboration yeah, where you've, you're yeah, getting... But I've got very clear uh, guidelines and uh-huh. deadlines um, and that quite often you have to move on. Yes, can you overthink it time But the, 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 the kind of benefit of, of having had that formative um, process of constantly rewriting is that if a, if a queue isn't mm-hmm. approved, um, I'm not precious and I don't get upset because I've spent a whole week working on it. Yeah. I, you know, I can it just it, is. it can be stripped out, something uh-huh. else written, um, yeah. see if it fits something else. Or so, how do you get into writing music films? Uh, <laughs> I think I think that goes that goes back to that first night with a guitar. I think um, so. I think the realization that that uh, a massive love of films and a massive uh-huh. love of music and and some musical ability could all, all end up in the same melting pot. Um, that, that was the first kind of stage because mm-hmm. like going back to like high school and... and um, I know you just don't think that... Yeah, like, so that, my, is that even a job? Well, that, that's the thing is, you know, for years and years and years, even like up until five years ago, when I thought of a composer, I always thought, you know, private, educated, didn't actually have to have, have a job to yeah. have income, uh-huh. you know, they had the, 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 the elitist education, they, you yes. know, they went to uh, Royal College of Music and mm. this was just foisted upon them uh-huh. uh, and that was the, that was the career path. Um, so to think that someone from, you know, didn't study classical instruments, um, you know, didn't have a classical education, mm-hmm. there was a, a, a change in perspective, mm-hmm. I think, just a few years ago, where I thought actually it doesn't need to be you don't have to have had no. this classical education to be able to do this, and yeah. I think in, in the last few years you've seen, you know, a rise in popularity of, of composers like Johnny Greenwood or Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. um, Danny yeah. Elfman. These, you know, these these folk have not been through you know, private education, yeah. uh, music conservatoire. You know, they've came from the band background. Or, in, yeah, yeah. In Commons Yeah. So yeah. I think that you know. Because I, you know, I used That's to think, inspiration in yeah. itself, isn't so it? that that kind of made me think. You know what? Maybe I should give it a go and have a mm. have a, a look at the process. And you know, I'd, I'd experience of being in studios, and so I, I knew an, uh, enough to get me started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just that opened the door onto onto kind of learning the process, yeah. uh, and then reaching out to see, you know, was there anyone that was was looking for someone to write something? And it was very much uh, pitching for like, the first job really okay. um, so I got like a, a six minute segment of right. a film not much of a brief as to what that was mm. um, just kind of given you know a few strap lines as to you know tension here release blah 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 pitched an idea to that I submitted that and then got the got the you know got the a couple right. of I've well, got the film and then that led to the next you know next film and then the next film yeah and, and I get that it's, it's just like like in the arts, it's kind of like if you do a good job, people are loyal, or people will recommend you, or your name will get passed, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're. Well, the thing is, like, no, no, no one, will, no one will give you um, something for nothing. You know, no. if, if you've if you've got something, you can point people to, so that they can see. You know, because they're taking a massive risk as a as a mm. risk to, to to you know bring someone in, particularly when it when it comes to uh, music for film, mm-hmm. because it is you know it's 50, sound is fifty percent of the film. Mm-hmm. So if you take the music in a in a direction that changes the intention of the film or the intention of the scene, yeah. it can totally change the film. So there's a there is a lot of faith. Yeah, I um, guess that collaboration with a director or whatever is like super important that they yeah. can communicate what they are looking for. Yeah. Like well, that's they have the, the language yeah. to go. So this is exactly. Well, I think that, that, that's, I'm not a musical person. Yeah. So that's the. I think that's the biggest part of of, of, of my role would be yes. to pick out what people are wanting uh-huh. from from a particular scene or from the, the from the over overall uh, score. Mm. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect someone to try and communicate it musically, but no. it's my my job to try and figure out what. They yeah. are looking what for. What do you hear? What do you feel yeah. like? And I think that it's important that they feel empowered that they can, they can say no. Yeah. Um. To so you're like I've got all the ideas. Yeah. You just need to pick one yeah. that you like. But they can say no to um. You know, if if if, if I write something and present it, and it doesn't quite work, uh-huh. in their mind, that they don't just settle. No. For it. Um. So. It, no. Never have, be right then. Yeah. So we have you know, an early conversation about mm-hmm. um about uh, you know that there's nothing precious and if, if something doesn't work then mm-hmm. let me know and we can we can work on that. Um, so what is the process for you then once you've got that brief 
Is it sitting down with one instrument? Is it sitting down at a computer? Is it all of that? Like uh, yeah, all of the above, I think. Um, <laughs> so generally, we would, we would watch the film together. Um, we would talk about uh, what we think the purpose or the, or the role of the music is, where it is and isn't required. Um, we would sp- basically spot the film, take notes on that, okay. um, and discuss what, we're, you know, what we think music is doing in each particular mm-hmm. scene. And then uh, I would start writing from there and it would very much depend on the film mm-hmm. um, so one I did started with a week of experimenting okay. um, so just finding sounds that were different enough um, to, to have a, a, a sounds really contrived but a, a palette of, of, of sounds that the, you couldn't quite put your finger on what they were but that was you know the opening 30-45 seconds okay. of this um, film and that set up the, the, the tone for the rest of the film right. um, and then the rest of it I knew exactly where to go so that was uh, using guitars and, and mandolins mm. and, uh, but making them not sound like guitars and mandolins and, right. uh, the film I'm working on just now I'm working on backwards um, ah. just the, the, the the music is a theme throughout the whole film. Okay. Um. So, the, the main character, or one of the main characters, is inspired by <coughs> music. Right. And You're like no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's uh, piano. So that's that's been ah. written on piano. Um. So there's a piano part at the end, which will then be drip thread. Uh, like a motif. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So, cool. so there's a theme which will be. Because yeah, uh, I guess you don't think like it necessarily has to be done chronologically. It's a bit like yeah. when I'm choreographing a full musical, it won't necessarily start with the first opening number. Yeah. It might be like the big showstopper that everybody's expecting. Because yeah. then you're like, well, you get a, a feel for the overall. Yeah. What is this? What is the vibe of this? Yeah. And I think like for for this particular film as well, there's 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 three distinct versions of of that theme, um, albeit one of them is quite subtle. Okay. Um, but that writing it backwards allows me then to. to Take threads of the finished ah. piece uh, and drop them throughout the film, That's clever. so that when you get to the end, you have a, a recognition. Yes. It's a short film, so it's not a lot, a lot of time to to mm. build uh, attachment to Which musical. Which in itself is probably quite hard because then you've not got like a an hour and a half or yeah. whatever to you know do yeah. your thing. You've got only got a short amount of yeah. time to put a stamp on it. And I, like you were saying earlier on about whether there's areas where music's not required because sometimes silence is. Super important. Yeah. I think that that's this that, that's probably one of the hardest things to to put your finger on as to when uh, when not to have music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's there's a good there's a good test to that. It's, uh, you know, if you've written something and if you turn it off and it feels like you're missing something, then yes. you, you know that's it. You put it back in. And if yeah. uh, if you take it off and, and you don't, you know, you don't mm. miss anything, then do you really need uh-huh. something there? I think um, it'd be quite. In- I don't know if you've ever done this, but I think it'd be quite interesting to watch a well-known film with a well-known score without the music yeah there is i mean there's there's uh there's a couple i think available online where people right. have stripped out okay. uh, music and usually they've stripped it out to, to rewrite music uh-huh. um or there's 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 a couple of deleted scenes yeah there's a couple of deleted <laughs> scenes for things that and um, because they were deleted prior to uh the, the film being set to the composer mm-hmm. they don't have music wow um so that you know they and a lot of them are, are online mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a trailer a couple of years ago, uh, The Mummy, yes. with Tom Cruise. The trailer for that launched um, by accident, I think, and it didn't have music in it. Oofed. So it had all the sound design. And Somebody's head rolled that yeah, thing. But there was, there was no music, so wow. you, you can see the, the how uh, how bare things mm, can, aye, can how be. How impactful, yeah. how, how important music is yeah. in a film. So over the years that you've been composing for film predominantly like what have the highlights been is there a few moments where you're like that was pretty awesome uh yeah there's 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 been a couple um i think there's there's a there's again probably arcing back to the the school education the you know the belief of mm. of elitism um, so there, there is this, uh, this, there is moments of self doubt and moments of, uh, yeah. of imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. hi there. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so I think you know when that starts to creep in, looking back to to you know recent works that, yes. that I've had. So there was a, a short film that I did, I think was it twenty? Yeah, it was twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Um, and it, it had two two best score awards. 
um, back to what's, back. What, what's this film called? It's called Mia, uh, mm-hmm. a Rapture 2.0 production. So it's a short, a short film. Okay. Um, it's a, like a post-apocalyptic drama of mm-hmm. sorts, and that's that was the film that had the, the week of experimenting um, to find to find the first part yes. of the film. Um, so the, 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 there is quite a lot of music in that mm-hmm. film. I think it's online now. It's just it's finished its festival run and won won a whole bunch of awards. Um, so that, that you know, arcing back to that that kind that kind of thing. Um, Makes me think. Well, there is there is some value in in, yes. in what I'm doing, and the fact that you know people keep now coming to me and asking me about you know have you got time for this or could you do this? Mm-hmm. So, um, so from that, uh, you know, I've had a number of of, of other short films that mm-hmm. I've had, and and, f- and and the feedback and the response to them has always been fairly positive. Of course, um, looking you know to looking in such a short space of time to see how how pop, not popular but how uh, interested people are in, in yeah. having a, a conversation about their film mm. uh, is, is is probably the thing that's and I guess going into that world would have been interesting in itself like you know going into the world of film like yeah. if you've never been involved in that before yeah. working with directors and that collaboration it's very different than the gigging world very much <laughs> very much so yeah so I'm sure you've met some Characters well, that, and had some interactions yeah. that are quite it's, like this is. Well, the thing special. is, like being in 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 the music world, if you're uh-huh. gigging or you, you, there's obviously a lot of interesting characters. Why? Um, you know, and you, even if you're not in the same event as them, you know, you're sharing the same spaces, the rehearsal yeah. rooms, or um, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the glamour. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I think it's an extension of that. So there's there's the same mm. types of people, and I think yes. that's where. With that background helps with mm-hmm. communication yeah, that's like I've required. I've been here yeah. before. I've met them all. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think that's the thing that has broken that that belief in, in the 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 need to have this elite classical education. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you did have that classical education, and you were a you know a, a classical composition student, mm-hmm. would you have the same? Ability to speak to yeah, all these you know, experiences in, in yeah, life. Yeah, so would you, you know would you have much in common with the director that you could that you could communicate or, or you know yeah. would you be able to pick out what they mean when so they're asking? Me, you know, boy, well, you, you see this? Uh, me, Holotown. Yeah. Holotown. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Bad Holotown. Yes. Or Holotown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not, Aye, uh, there's that humility there. You can mix in all sorts of circles. Yeah, I think I, I think that's the thing is the communication part is as 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 important as your ability to write something, mm-hmm. you know, for a string orchestra, mm-hmm. um, because if you, you know, you could write something for a string orchestra, but it doesn't fit what the, the director was trying to communicate. Yeah. And if 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 you can't pick out what they're trying to communicate, mm-hmm. and they don't feel confident enough to say no, mm-hmm. um, you could end up with something that doesn't really fit. Yeah, um, essentially not done your job yeah. yet well, you've yeah. created a nice piece of music but exactly, yeah. it's not for this yeah. film and I think you know I won't name films but there is you know, there's films out there with well known composers mm. who are from that background mm-hmm. and to me that's possibly what's happened in, in, the, in, oh, yeah. in that discussion yeah. um, because the score is as good mm-hmm. as it is in its own right doesn't really fit the film and you know, I think that's possibly a uh, symptom your face of. Fits, no, uh, well, yeah, you've, yeah. You've came through that yeah, channel. Yeah, and and or you know, there is an attraction to having that name attached. Yeah, so just let them do whatever yeah. they like. And yeah. So they don't really necessarily it. have the collaboration. They have mm-hmm. an attachment to a film where there's been a conversation about uh, music, and the composer's been given free reign. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily serve the film. Um, and as, as a musician, and all these years of gigging, and you still are, you know, you'll enjoy that interaction. I would imagine yeah. with you well, know, it's a lonely process. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a lonely process Aye. in between. Um, and <laughs> you're so. like, I've had this conversation. I'm going to go into a room for like yeah. the next no. three months. Yeah, and you've seen the room; it's quite dark. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I said, so mustn't be nice to have that yeah, time. Yeah, to yeah, and I think um, uh, Craig, the director, what. Well, working with just now, okay. um, we had a conversation the first the first time we met when we were discussing attaching to his film. We we looked at the cut they had of the film at the time, and that took maybe an hour. Um, but we we sat for about three hours after that, just talking about films and music and uh, you know things that inspired him to make the film and and, and, uh, and similarly, and it was just 
getting to know each other, getting to know how he communicates, how I communicate, so that when we get to the point of actually discussing what the music looked like mm-hmm. or would look like, I feel you've got a better understanding we have, of who this person yeah, is. Yeah. So I think that's to me, you know, that that is quite an important part. Um, mm. And being able to understand what someone means, of course, and how and how yeah, because like language. you say, they are taking their baby and giving it to you yes. to look after, but you're also giving them your baby yes. to look after. Yes, do you, do you know what I mean like it's important to to yep. both parties that it's mutual understanding and that you know what they are trying to convey through the film mm-hmm. is being done through the music, yep. which is extremely important. Yep. and I, I think that's I mean that is it's a it's a good way a good way to look at things is that. For all, you're not precious about cues that are being written. Uh-huh. Just you still don't want to have, you know, if you hand over um, something you've spent so much time working on um, and it's been approved, and then it starts to get chopped up and moved about, and you yeah, know, it doesn't. What are you doing, maybe? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you you might have had a conversation about you know a cue in the middle of the film, and at some point after that, it's been delivered. There's a decision that maybe that cue at the middle of the film we should move that to the end of the film, oh. which you know, you know, yeah. So so then that that can draw into into you know if, if it was then received and people didn't relate to that, think, uh-huh. well, why why did they do that with music at the end of the film? Yeah, you know. So yeah, again, I don't get the final say. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not my film. Yeah, well, and that's well, that's then. That's, I can that's, only advise. Yeah, that's a long shot, but yeah. Or... So I mean, you, yeah, that that goes to the the heart of you know I, I would. Uh, as for a director that they if they're not happy with something they have that conversation mm-hmm. rather than you know uh, uh, accepting something that they're not happy with no. you know similarly if if there's a, a suggestion of something that I, I think it might be better doing it a slightly different way I would ask for at least maybe a chance to try yeah, um, yeah that experimentation yeah. like you said earlier yeah. on um, and sometimes you know that would work and other times they'd say you know, no, you know what you were right here you go yeah. Um, but that, I, I mean, so like they them being open and honest enough to say I'm not happy with something, it also comes works both ways. Yes, yeah. You say actually could we? Yeah. I think maybe. Yeah. You know, and usually what, what that would mean is that I have to write an extra bit of music um, and, <laughs> and, and present. And, yeah, and present both. Um, uh-huh. But then if you know if, if if I feel strong enough to raise that mm-hmm. as a point, then it's you know in my mind it's worth doing it. Sometimes that 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 would work and it would be accepted. Um, mm-hmm. Other times it might not, and you know, and there's there's no. That I guess that's the interest, and in, and that keeps it like fresh for you. Yeah. That every project and every single piece of music that you write is going to go on a journey that you can't foresee. Yes. Really, yeah. that makes it all the hard work worthwhile, then, doesn't it? Usually. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you just throw in a couple of like yeah. awards in there? That'd be lovely. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. Plus, yeah, that's true. So, would you say you have a particular? John McFarlane stamp of like style or because obviously you know you're going to be versatile you're going to your music's going to have yeah take on lots of you know, yeah. sounds and I guess people would maybe come to you because they've heard something you've made before yeah, and it resonates yeah, yeah. with them so like is well, that a John McFarlane well, stamp I don't know <laughs> I think it's probably too early to, to, to say okay. for me I think um, <laughs> but you know the the, the Films that I've done so far, they're they're all quite different in terms of tone um, and style. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, there are certain techniques that you will probably see or, or hear rather. I think yeah, it could it could well be that um, someone watches uh, you know one film and really likes that 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 music. Mm-hmm. It comes back to me and says, "Well, could you do do something like that mm-hmm. again?" But if they were to watch that film and then maybe the next two or three films that I did, they wouldn't hear the same no. sort of thing. No. Um, so I think in terms of employability, I suppose, mm-hmm. is to be uh, uh, flexible. Yes. Um, uh, uh, and you don't try and shoehorn no. your style into, no. um, into uh, a film. But to me, I think um, I've quite an eclectic taste in music that I would listen to. Ah, um, cool, right? I, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't played a contemporary instrument and talk. Did you uh, also buy Joy Lawrence from Nothing My Love Can't Fix? I did not. <laughs> I might now. Come on, stop being so um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think like having having had a varied musical background, uh-huh. um, that yeah, lends it itself. Serves, yeah, yeah um, it serves you well in terms of what then yeah. you can create. Because you know there is there's a there's a there's a trend just now of having um, hybrid scores. So there's a mix of orchestra and a mix of um, synths or oh, sound design. Okay, right, okay. Um, so 
like that that again go back to that film but then the, the that week of experimenting mm-hmm. was using you know acoustic and uh, using um real instruments mm-hmm. but manipulating them using modern techniques so that they don't mm-hmm. necessarily sound right, um, cool. so you wouldn't think it was a guitar but then uh you know later in the film there is a whole orchestral uh, part wow. of the score as well um you know and, and programming synths and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well as, as, mm. um, so there is there's there's that um that flexibility, I think. Yeah. But it depends on what the film is. So, of course. Um, you do you still listen to music? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All the time. Every day. Yeah. Because yeah. I I find it hard to listen to music and not choreograph. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of why I got into podcasts. Because when I'm commuting, I just was like choreographing a whole ballet in my mm-hmm. head, to listen to the radio or whatever. So sometimes, you know, it's nice to shut off. But yeah, I think yeah. you've got to still be. Listening well, yeah, and watching and yeah. just taking I think in. it's I, I find it difficult if I'm not listening to music. I'm usually internalizing music. Okay. Um much to the the annoyance of, of like friends and family because I'll be I'll be tapping on the table or on my leg because <laughs> I'll be hearing something. Just over um, here creating a masterpiece, guys. Well, whether that's a masterpiece <laughs> or not, but um so and that's something I've always done and I've only realised it recently that's that funny. I could be having a conversation and, I, and I'll be giving my full attention to the conversation but I'll still be hearing something um, imagine if you could record uh, well that yeah that. that would help that would help that would help the work life balance how do we make that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do uh, to this podcast well, we don't yeah. even yep no? well, probably is <laughs> I've not tapped so I'm, I'm very conscious of it um, like if I'm if I'm driving I'll, I'll usually have you know uh the radio on or mm. I'll have Spotify on yeah. um, you know I'll be I'll put it on onto YouTube and stream that uh, through the car and it just it goes on to this rabbit hole mm-hmm. and finding you know new music when I'm watching films constantly drawn to what what's yeah. the music and if you're a film fan that. I guess it's yeah. just something yeah. you would have been doing yeah. anyway. um, <clears> so <throat> I, t- I tend not to purely listen to like soundtracks or, or scores mm-hmm. on their own okay Um Kind of two reasons for that. One, not to be overly influenced by any one particular you yes, know, film. So, yeah. um, or uh, two, some you know sometimes the best scores don't work on their own. Yeah, um, so, ah, you need to have yeah. a visual. Yeah, there, you have to um, have the story. You know, and there's 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 a kind of raging debate amongst composers and music film music fans okay. as to whether or not uh, you know a score should stand on its own right as well as serve the film. Ah. Um, so yeah, not yeah. not. I don't purely just listen to... And once you've created a piece of music, how often will you listen to it? Uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's one thing I'm still getting to grips with. And I've, I've obviously like quite a lot of friends in, in this, this world now, both mm-hmm. uh, musicians, composers, actors and directors, whatever else. There seems to be... There's, there's a very 50-50 split as to people that enjoy watching their own films and listening to their own music and... Uh, and seen their own performances and, and, and those that don't mm-hmm. and I think I'm, I'm very much one of those that, that doesn't uh, Do you recognise it as your own? Because sometimes like, I'll watch a show and I'm like it's been such a long process I'm like oh and that looks like something I would make yeah. but like, I'll maybe forget the choreography and folk are doing yeah. it and I'm like Oh, yeah. Oh, right. oh, cool. oh, I think <laughs> I think it's it's you know I might if, I don't know if I've maybe not seen something for a few months and uh-huh. like there's a festival or uh, you know and I'm I'm there and I'm watching it I might you know look at it and go oh right oh, that was quite interesting or, or oh why did I, why did I do that or, uh-huh. or or oh I know why I did that because the time I had or, um, so yeah. I think you know. Other times, I might think, "Well, oh, actually, you know what? This this needs a bit of music similar to what I did in blah blah blah." Um, and I might go and dig out the, the the session for that and drop it in and and, and you know say, "Well, that does work. That's mm. I need to write something like that." Or, "Oh no, don't take it, take that away and, 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 and kill it." Um, so, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't. I think I, I like to think of this as, as a as a progressive thing, so mm-hmm. that you know things that I wrote two or three years ago informs yeah they should the next. Be, yeah yeah um, and and they can be left in the past and forget about them and, and move on to the next thing um, and and hopefully getting better each time of course um, yeah it's a learning so, process yeah uh, and hopefully there's nothing in the past that would be embarrassing <laughs> or or tragically uh, poor. 
I'm sure. Yeah, totally. I'm sure there is not. <laughs> yeah. So. That's... But yeah, it is. It's just like a learning curve. Like if you stop learning, that's when you should be concerned. Yeah. That well, I think that's that's the fun, and that's where it's mm. it's good to you know if I if I if I see something at cinema. And uh, I hear something. I'm like, oh, how did what, what was that? How did they do that? Mm-hmm. Or what was that? What was that sound? And and I think there was something I watched on a flight recently. Uh, Hereditary. Oh, I've seen and, that. Um, so it's a, a horror. Oh, uh, right. But the the score the score for that is, it kind of grabbed me quite quite uh-huh. quickly um, because there was unfamiliar sounds. Ah. In it. Um, and I was like, oh, how, how, how did yeah, how do you yeah, do that? So, yeah, that's um, interesting. So that I like to see that, and it's not necessarily that I want to recreate that, but no. it's, it's you know, you, no, so just something grabs you, and you're like, mm, yeah. make mental note. And it's, again, it's just you know, it's, it's to see how are other people, um, you know, experimenting or, mm-hmm. or making new sounds or um, because the power in music, everybody has got music to some mm-hmm. description in their lives, and what music means to people. Um, it must be really nice to be creating something and thinking that's going out in the world and it's going to make people feel something. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you would want to like sit on that too long. Well, but, yeah. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, the power of music's quite. Well, that that, that that's that is uh, interesting. It's not something I would I would dwell on too much mm-hmm. because I think you could cripple yourself worrying about how you know if you if you're coming up to you know an emotional part in a film and you think well I need I need you know I need tug on the heartstrings <laughs> yeah um, you know you you could totally uh, cripple yourself uh-huh. about you know have have I done something that is, have I done that well enough mm-hmm. or is that sad enough or does it come across cheesy or not mm-hmm. it shouldn't be cheesy it's supposed to be sad or um, I think that you know you need to compartmentalize that and just put that into a little like box and, yeah. and forget about that and just write what you know what you think mm-hmm. so the you know there was a, a short that i did earlier this year um and it, it was about uh, dementia and um uh, euthanasia and trying to strike that balance as to what you know what tone are we trying to get across yeah. here where do we want you know some of the, mm-hmm. the emotional um because that's what it was meaning in terms of the power of music yeah. i've been witness to how important music is to people with dementia through the cupcakes and yep. things that we've done and it's i so to then yep. score a film about that yeah so i mean there was there was a thing i think it went viral on, on twitter yesterday it was a yes um, the man yep. playing the piano yeah, yeah. Um, is it Nick Harvey's uh, dad? Amazing. Um, you know, and, and I've seen two or three videos of that where, you know, there was a care home and they get the piano wheeled in and then suddenly this 97-year-old guy who they had no idea had any musical talent uh, turns out played piano for most of his life and yeah. starts, you know. Incredible. Um, well, that that was, you know, we had we had the conversation. Um, so that film was called Fractured Minds and we discussed uh, about having throwbacks to you know early life or mm-hmm. so there's a there's a, an almost childlike um a motif on piano and that there was a cue uh, written we took it out um for the final cut i think but there was there's a bit where um the main uh, protagonist is having a good day and there's a far more elaborate version of this childlike cue um ah. It's not suggested that she played piano. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just felt natural that it mm-hmm. should be piano. Um, it just felt a bit too on the nose. I think okay. when we had this this clear, you know, it was it was too heavily signposted that you know, oh, she's having a good day. Here's you know, a elaborate yes, piano. Fair um, enough. But the, the the idea was that the piano would be this this kind of symbolism to her good times, mm. if you like. But there was very much that there's one scene in that film, which is quite a long scene for a short film, um, where there is something emotional happens, mm-hmm. um, and trying to strike the balance because there's there's not a huge amount of dialogue in the film. Okay. There's there's really there's not a lot of um, sound design or, or um, foley or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's you know some dialogue and uh, music, so that that particular scene was trying to get that to be emotive yeah. but still fit the, the wider mm-hmm. tone of the film um, so that you know that took a couple of days to get that bit yeah ready, just that ex- I guess experimenting with it and yeah. just but that's, that's going out, with your you gut eventually going yeah, this yeah. Right, that's this out there on the, the festival circuit just now so we'll see, ah, how, see how that goes brilliant so is there like a bucket list um, or is it just you know you're happy just to uh, accept I, what the, the universe sends your way yeah I think um <laughs> Yeah, I think the latter is probably fair. Um, 
more work, bigger projects, more um, more more pressure, more mm-hmm. um, uh, more scale. I think uh, more frequency certainly. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of the things I've been working on have been low budget to you know micro budget. Um, I'd like to you know I'd like to get more uh, scope to have real players mm-hmm. involved because I think the minute you can start getting more uh, live players yeah. um, and the music, the more uh, substance there is, and more. Um, the music should convey what you know, the emotions you're trying to get across, or um, so I think that's that's the kind of next step is to mm. try and get you know projects that can bring more live players yeah. uh, to the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, just just take, take see what, what see what comes. Be? Yeah, I, I think I'm fortunate enough just now that I'm, I'm getting more and more people, um, you know, speaking to me. Uh, so I don't necessarily have to take on uh, you know projects that I don't. Mm-hmm. But you know, not that I don't believe in, but you know, I, I'm looking for you know, looking very selectively as to what I, you know I get involved in. Yeah, um, that's, that's nice. Uh, that's a nice place to be. Yeah, and as as much because as much as it's fun, you know, it's a lot of work. Of and, course. Uh, you know, it's like you can only do so much. Yeah, and you're investing so much of yourself in something yeah. that it has to feel right. Yeah. But you're not just doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't have got into the arts if you were well, into the that's, money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, that, that, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, that getting to meet people through this is, has been uh, has been as, as fun as, you know, as, as any gigs I've ever done. Um, mm. So, you know, whether it's here, Glasgow, Edinburgh, London, LA, you know, I've, I've met people through this that I would never have probably met before. And, that's cool. Uh, you know, and had, had a lot of fun and uh, seen lots of... Lots of uh, you know, fun things. And, yeah. Uh, Have you ever went to a film set, or is it usually people are coming to you after it's all? More often than not, it's after. Um, mm. I think that it, there seems to be a growing change, more more so in, in the states, about bringing mu- music in to the fold sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment in the UK, it seems to be very much write music to the picture rather than music at the same time, and, and it's edited to the mm-hmm. picture. Um, there's a few pairings, like Chris Nolan, Hans Zimmer's probably the best known one, um, that write music at the same time as they're shooting or mm-hmm. editing, um, and it, it can it can give you a far more cohesive mm. end product. Yeah. So I'd like to try something like that at some yeah, point. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I think there's 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 been a couple. Mooted that for later this year and probably early next year, where they they will be filming, and I'm hoping to try and get to the set just to, again, just to take things in and yeah. and, and see, just be part and get to, well, get to know people. I mean, yeah, I've had it before. That you, human connection yeah. is dead important. It's awkward when you go to that screening and uh, you don't know the cast or crew. <laughs> but you feel as if yeah, you know them, but you've like, seen them on screen for. I know you yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so <laughs> character very well. That's quite awkward. Um, I bet. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times where I've not had. You know, you know, I've not had any sort of knowledge of the of the film until uh, you know it's you know you get that email or phone call. Or, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there's a couple, as I said, a couple later on this year that I know I've seen the script in advance. Oh, cool. um, you could, I could start. You know, if I had time, I could start writing a couple of ideas to mm-hmm. that um, before shooting. There's there's nothing really th- in those two or pro- two or three projects that would need that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I'm working on just now that it might have been quite good. To have had music um, written before filming, mm-hmm. um, on uh, just uh, circumstances that that didn't that didn't happen. Yeah, because I wonder um, if sometimes on sets they use music, you know, just to to inspire the actors as well. And you're like, well, what kind of music have they been yeah. listening to on set? Yeah. That'd be interesting for you to be in in the mix there yeah. and be like, what think, are you listening to? I think as to? well, there's you know, there's decisions made during filming about the tone mm. or the you know the vibe of, of something that you know there could be uh, something said by the director to the cast about what they're trying to get across mm. that might be more instructive to me than the conversation that we have six months down the line mm. so I think that you know that's something that I'd be keen to if you know if there was a project lined up um, and they were, you know, looking to shoot, and they were looking to have an early conversation. Mm. You know, it'd be worth coming along, you know, to, to you know, to, to take that in and get to know people as well. Mm. That's, uh, plus, it'd, you know, it'd be quite fun. Hi. Hang out in the background. <laughs> totally. Um, like, oh, you're shooting in LA. Oh, what no. uh, a headache! Yeah. I need to go to LA for two weeks. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, there's many adventures yet to come, obviously, which is well, the same for you. Well, hopefully, hopefully there's, there's yeah. working on two short films on the go and uh, recording guitar for a film that should be out late, later this year. Um, I've not written music for that, so it's, it's a, a good friend that's written music for that. Okay. Um, and I've, I've been playing some guitar. So oh, back, that's nice. Back to, back to my... Uh, yeah, that's cool, though. Yeah. Um, so, that, I mean, that's, again, that goes back to the the, the social networking of it. Yes. Um, you know, there is, uh, there is a community of people that were, you know, stuck in a dark room writing, but, you know, if, if I play guitar and they don't and they need a guitarist, then, you know, yeah. and if they play... Yeah, and a supportive community of yeah. people that are, you know, like... Well, that's, like, yeah. I got a really nice message for a composer that I know that I work in theatre with and he was like, well, I just saw this and thought of you and it was like a job, like a choreography job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was really kind. Yeah. Like, you know, just, and we'll, I'll not see this person in four months yeah, and yeah. then we'll just turn up at theatre and I'm like, oh, cool, you're doing yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's nice because well, you're yeah. solitary working yeah, yeah. in the spare yeah, room, you know, and it's, you know it's, doing your thing. And it's like people, you know, if, if 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 you present yourself well and you know you're reliable uh, and you're upfront about what you can and can't do, people are quite happy to you know yes. to throw your name in. So you know, I got a short film last year from another composer um, because he couldn't do it for for whatever reason. Brilliant. Uh, and I you know I got that job. Um, similarly, you know, there's there's other composers that have got jobs. Um, but the you know they need guitar or mm. you know these you know they might need you know twenty seconds of music written thirty seconds of music written um, but the you know that is you know maybe a ten hour day for them mm-hmm. uh, so to help them out you know yeah. right that's it just be like they're not in competition with people it's like there's plenty of room for everybody yeah. I'm doing my thing you're doing your thing let's you know support each other yeah let's I think it's it's becoming it's becoming certainly far more. Um, far more like that mm-hmm. um, because it's. I think it's previously been quite a, a certainly male-dominated um, environment. I think it's becoming far more inclusive um, when you look at the the, the kind of the, the breakthrough. Um, certainly in the UK, the breakthrough composers mm-hmm. that are you know infiltrating TV and film. You know they're coming from the contemporary background. They're coming from uh, you know a far broader yeah. uh, talent pool. Which is great because yeah. you're hearing and seeing things that you know mm-hmm. you maybe wouldn't have of uh, previously. So yeah, that's um, important in itself. Yep. You know that everybody's welcome. Everybody can yep. take up space. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, uh, you know, had had I been in this this game ten years ago, and someone uh, approached me, you know, to do a job and I couldn't do it, the probable the probability that I would only be sending out two or three names and they would be guys would be quite mm-hmm. high. Whereas now, you know, there is there's there's a network out there that, of people that I know that are capable and experienced, and it's far broader in terms of, of diversity. So, mm. uh, you that's know, so that's, that's a positive thing. That I is think. indeed, um, I, yeah. and that you're supporting that and yeah. you're, you're part of that, which is very important in these times. Everybody's got a story to tell, and yours just happens to be through wonderful music. <laughs> very kind. That was quite cheesy, but this is important. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, we're moving on to what we call the thingamabob round. Okay. I didn't tell you, but this is a thing. You didn't, no. Um, this is just to get to know John a wee bit more. Okay. I have a list of random questions. Okay. But I've picked out some for you. Mm-hmm. Um, first question would be, what is the best sound ever? Laughter. Even even in, in the most abhorrent or, or darkest of, of circumstances, I think laughter's the, you know, one of those things that can just break through whatever pain or, or 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 heartache or darkness that someone might have that laughter's a thing that can just cut that you know if it was only for a few seconds it can just cut that short so yeah, yeah laughter is there one particular person that you think of that make, can make you proper belly laugh I've got, I've got a fairly small circle of, of close friends and there's two or three uh, that I won't name but they're um, like they're just they're, they're dry wet or they're you know um, clear like savage uh, comedy <laughs> they just cut through um, and there's a couple of them that have got that, that you know that infectious belly laugh yes that, uh, you know when they when they properly set off and it's you know I'm so. sure in your years of gigging there's been many <laughs> oh yes yes a situation you're like yeah, there's, what is this yeah there's yeah there's a number of stories that are probably not fit for public consumption I Stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me them. <laughs> Love it. If you had one piece of advice for your younger self, what would it be? 
uh, invest in Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like do it. Don't like don't hold off. Um, you know, I I would say like I started learning guitar when I was about eleven. Probably by about sixteen or seventeen, I was I was fairly accomplished. Um, you know, and it took me another you know t- twelve years to actually you know sit down and see you know what you know you can do what you know what you're doing mm. now you can write for you know write for things and, and explore and, and create things um you know don't don't think for a second that because you, you don't go to royal college of music or rcs or um you know you didn't go to fetty's college or whatever that you uh you can't do something like this yeah, um, whether it's whether it's music or um you know anything in the arts or any any other career you know if you've got an interest in it you, you know you've got that work ethic and you've got you know the ability to actually carry, carry something out yeah um, and you just obviously had a real passion for music in general no, no. that just never left you you know there's no point there's no point in putting it off and say well you know what i'll get better first you know get get out there and and, and do it you know I, I think my first gig i could play four songs um, and I, I say play, like, yeah, four chords. Yeah, uh, you know, and I could play four <laughs> like songs. Bad- a couple of songs four chords. Play four songs badly, um, <laughs> you know, but it's getting out and doing it. You know, and uh, the literally the you know the, the experiences that I've had from you know those four chords that I learned off my dad that night. Mm. The experiences I've had from that you couldn't buy. You know the places I've got to see, the people I've got to meet, the things that I've done. And the money, you know, yeah, that, that, there's so much. Uh, that, like creating work for yourself. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and, and having a, a whole lot of fun uh, doing it. So that would be my advice to my That's really good advice. But I guess everything that's led you to here, you know, I don't know if you are someone who looks back and regrets things or just says that it's a chapter file and that was meant to happen. But I guess everything that has happened, all the choices you made, whether you think you maybe were waiting and just holding back or whatever, they've all. You know, informed mm-hmm. your work yeah. now, I guess, like you know, that life experience that you yeah. had yeah. when you weren't, you know, doing what you're doing now. It's all part of the. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean that's the like thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it's like you know, don't cut your nose off despite your face. If you know things have happened or you've done things or you've you know you've not done things, mm-hmm. you could dwell on that or you could look at it and see hey, how can I how can I use that to my advantage. So, yeah, um, but as a young person, when you're sitting there way a million choices that you could take like yeah. don't don't let it hold you back because you think you need to be x y and z first yeah and i think that's the thing as well now with, with like education as well is that you know if you if you went to uni and you studied uh, you know i had one of the courses that i think i applied for three music courses or four music courses and uh, physics Right. So I could have, you know, I could have went and studied physics, and you know, you could quite quickly fall into that that trap of thinking, well, I need to pursue this because I, I spent four years mm-hmm. of whatever it is at uni, you know, the, and the number of courses and training opportunities uh, and like distance learning, yeah. you know, it's yeah. available. It's more flexible now than it's ever been. So, you, can fit it um, into you your, know, if, your life. If, if you know, if you've if you've had a family young, you think, well, I can't go to uni now because I've got a family. Well, you can because yeah. there's you know, there's, there's it's just, you know, finding what works for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want it enough, you'll make it happen. And yeah. you, there's help out there and support. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. you can create work for yourself. Yeah. You know, there was some degree of elitism. There probably is still a small smattering of it um, in, in certain circles. You know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people that are hugely successful in, in the arts that were from that background. Um but previously it was it was massively expensive to you know maybe to, to set up as a composer, or, mm-hmm. um, whereas now you know there's there's it's so much more um, accessible. Yes. Um, and you know there's really there's no reason that you have to be in certain parts of the world mm-hmm. um, to access opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there's there's massive massive films that are being scored from people's home studios. Uh, yeah. all over the world uh, you know so I think that's, that's you know it's, that's it's pretty a, awesome it's a positive yeah pick up pick up an instrument pick up anything mm-hmm. yeah. just pick up a pen well that's the thing <laughs> it's like you don't have to do it as a it doesn't have to be a career you, no, you don't no, have to it's say it's a passion project yeah, you know and the, probably the biggest out of people and places and, and you know experiences and everything else probably the biggest benefit for me like picking up an instrument was mm-hmm. 
just disappearing for you know for a couple of hours. Yes. You know, and you pack up pack up a guitar and just shut off. Mm. You know, whatever you've had going on Absolutely. in life, yeah. you know, you just pack up an instrument. Need something like that, whether yeah. it is music or you know reading or no. uh, or going to the gym or, or you know, whatever it is. Or whatever, yeah. like everybody should have take that time for themselves. No. It's almost like a kind of meditation, mm-hmm. like a bit no. of mindfulness. And that, to me, that's a hard thing to describe because it sounds very superficial or or, or very um, you know fantastical that you know you switch off. But I, you know, for me, that it was literally you know I lost entire lunch times at school because I would just yeah. like go into that zone and just totally like tune out, mm. lose track of time. You know, and it's still still the same. You know, if I sat down with a guitar and said, "Oh, I'll just go and play guitar for five minutes, <laughs> two hours pass." Like, oh no, yeah. I was supposed to be working. <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah, like my dad plays every day in life. He just mm-hmm. like oh, almost can't not not play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he's just drawn to it, and that's something that's important to him. Yeah. Um, and he just makes time for it. I think he'd like me to be drawn to the guitar a bit more than him. Oh, the, the irony <laughs> is my dad was a drummer for years uh-huh. and uh, you know, he showed me four chords and for, for years I was always saying to him, you know, do you want me you know want you might show you more on guitar because he only knew the four chords uh-huh. and then I think it was his his sixtieth, I think, my sister and I bought him a, a, a decent guitar. Right. Um you know and he loved it. Uh-huh. And that was just that was that was like a light bulb moment. Um and then that suddenly kicked off this this splurge. Um, you know, and I think he's bought a whole bunch of guitars. Amazing! He's his own little kind of home studio, and oh, cool! Yeah, that's so, excellent. Yeah, that so cool. that's kind of reignited music for him because he did Brilliant. it for years and years and years, and then it was like it ended one day abruptly, and uh, you know, and it, that was that. It was just that was it was his musical career over, and now uh-huh. it's, it's back to a daily thing. So you're never well, too so. old to uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in you. It's in there somewhere. Yep. Tap me in the shoulder. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Um, a ninety nine or a nugget wafer. 99. Best gig you've ever been to? Oh, crikey. Uh, that's a tough one. So okay. th- there's two on par. Um, You're allowed to. Okay. <laughs> so for years, despite, you know, the fear of, of the elitism around composers and everything else, John Williams has always been just like in such high esteem um, mm-hmm. for, since... I can remember. Um, right. I think my earliest cinema memory was uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. Undoubtedly. Um, That's so, playing in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and then that's the and power. And I'm not a film buff. That's the power of, of, of his music in particular, is it does stand yes. in its own right as well as the, uh, serve the film perfectly. Um, so, t- a couple of years ago, I got to see him uh, conduct the LA Philharmonic oh. uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh my goodness. That was amazing. That was uh, amazing. Yeah, so, and it was like lightsabers uh, <laughs> central. Um, so that was, that that was, was up awesome. there. Um, sadly, I went to see him again last year in London, mm-hmm. um, but he was ill and yeah. couldn't make the gig. So. I think I, I know someone else who was going to that. Uh, yeah. So that would have been, that would have been great because I think yeah. it was LS so that he had recorded Star Wars with. So that would have been quite cool. Uh-huh. Um, equally, uh, the Handsome Live show, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so I saw it in Birmingham and then I saw it in Glasgow a couple of years back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, similarly, he, from a contemporary background, was a keyboard player uh, and he's just risen to this massive like music mm-hmm. uh, stalwart. Um, his show is, is, is beautifully scripted. So it starts off with you know the band, the 13-piece band, bringing in the individuals. And then it, it kind of broadens out to the you know the small orchestra, you know, the, you know the, um, uh, four violins and cello, and and then quite quickly grows in scale. So it's oh, a full orchestra cool. and then the full oh, choir. Geez. And it was you know the best light show I've ever seen. Easily the best for, for the size of the band, uh, the best mixed show I've ever. And the music was just arranged for live performance, which was amazing. Um, you had uh, you know one of my favourite guitarists, Guthrie Govan, on, on, okay. on uh, guitar. That that's probably up there as Sounds well. Awesome. With the, um, awesome. So that I think that's coming back. I think as well. So uh, that was that was just like three hours of of just yeah. total Probably joy. Out. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I got I got to meet him after it as well, which was what? quite cool. So, I yeah. just throw that in yeah. there like. That yeah. was, so that's how you, so, that's how you became a composer. Just <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, just just so I could go into the world and that's amazing. Um, yeah, so we had we had a, a, a very brief conversation about uh, there's there's a, a platform, shall we say, where um, where, where composers can discuss oh, certain things. And he's a he's a he's a he's a common uh, oh, that's user cool. of it. Um, so we had a quick discussion around that. 
but he, you know, he was, he was like as any other, any other uh, person. You know, so I was talking to the my last podcast guest about this. Like you hold people in such high esteem because they're almost like a guru of what yeah, you've, no. they've done. But people are just people. No, and that's the thing. Is like I've I've met a few other people um, since that I've either worked with them or worked closely with them. Um, you know, we've had informal conversations and off-the-record conversations mm-hmm. and there's never a bad word to be said. It's all quite positive and or interesting. And it's a lot of the same, you know, the same types of characters that you know, yeah. I've met. You know, it wouldn't be out of place in, you know, no. any, any one of the... And you'll do that for somebody else, that you'll be that guy who... Hopefully. Yeah, do you know <laughs> what I mean? You will, though. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and probably you've had interactions throughout the years, even gigging mm-hmm. and talking to other musicians that are coming up or whatever. And for you, it's just just an everyday no. conversation but you've maybe inspired somebody else to get their comfort zone no. or um, take a no. Well, I was, you know, I was, I was obviously teaching for years, yeah. so I think that's obviously, you know, there would have been, there would have been some, you know, because as well as, as sparking someone's interest or or, or cultivating, you know, that musical uh, interest, you could, you could quite easily crush. Um, so I don't think I hope, hope I've not crushed anyone's musical no, I'm sure you haven't <laughs> yeah, just by doing what you're doing that'll be inspiring other people that mm. in the past they'll have, you'll have taught and they, they'll be stalking you on Instagram like I did <laughs> <laughs> sorry for that John no, sorry. <laughs> um, what would be your mastermind specialist subject oh that's a tough one uh, what do I know a lot about Hmm, music. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd probably go for guitar. Guitar. That's because I, again, as well as learning to play, I was quite geeky and like knowing who made certain guitars and what pickups were in certain right, guitars okay. and the technical like uh, just all that side of things. So I'd probably uh, go guitar because I know they can go quite deep in their, their mm, questions. So uh, cool. Can I give you two more questions? Of course. Is that one but- of them? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like that was very, it's very quick. Um, right, build the greatest rock band of all. Oh dear. Singer, guitarist, drummer, bassist. Yeah, singer, guitarist, drummer, bassist. So right. singer Freddie Mercury. Awesome. Um, yes. You know, singing chops, personality, um, flair. You know. Yes. So you know, so you get the, the singing, the writing ability, the the, the, the you know stage presence. Mm. So unquestionably. Um, it. See, this is where I start to pick out most of the Queen. Um, guitarist, okay. guitarist, guitarist, guitarist. I would probably... I'd go Steve Vai. Yes. Steve Vai, um, over Joe Satchan. He's purely because he's he's a bit more eccentric and probably bounce off Freddie Mercury really well. Cool. Um, I like how you're thinking about flexi- how Yeah, it's flexibility and, <laughs> and style and tone. Uh, you know, for as much as he's, you know, this crazy like technique mind-bending uh, virtuoso, he is extraordinarily tasteful. Um He's done a lot of uh, non-guitar music, like um, full orchestral bits of music that are cool. incredible. Mm. Um, so I would like to see, you know, if, if you would put him to a, into a band with Freddie Mercury yeah, who well, could I... tone down some of his, his, right, his okay. uh, ex- yeah, extremes. Yeah, well, what would they create um, together? Yeah. Uh, mm. What was the bass and drums? Bass, yeah. uh, hmm. I said, I'm now thinking of other guitarists. I said, like, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, bass player... Um, I would go Mark King, actually. Right. It's Mark King from Level 42. Um, purely, like, again, like, bass chops, but not, like, to the technical, like, overly technical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's musical. Like, it's just, like, yeah. slap bass. And he's, um, but he also sings as well, so there's another cool. vocal. So, you know, that's important. Yeah, of um, And drums, I would say... I'm going to go for Chad Smith. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh yes. Um. So not not he's not up there in the, in the everyday names. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's you know a solid drummer. You know he's he's really really uh, like the sound he gets is, is incredible. He's on a lot of film scores actually. Oh. Um, uh, which is, is probably just because of his sound. But mm-hmm. uh, I think him would just be a really solid bass. Uh, yeah, so there's my, there's my, oh my, my powerful power piece. Somebody, I can't take credit for that question. There's 62 questions on this oh, cool. list, and that's the uh, I picked that one for you. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Twitter last night, oh, right, okay. and I was like, I'm going to ask John that, because mm-hmm. of all the people that I'm going to ask it, it's going to be. Yep, that's a good question. And my last question okay. you'll be glad to hear is, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Hmm. 
No expletives, please. Okay. Uh, that totally changes that question. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. Because um, I've, I've got, I take great delight in, in educating a lot of my American friends on uh, Scottish words. Cool, um, yes. So, the, the, and most of, the, most of those, yeah, are not, they're not repeatable <laughs> under current conditions. Um, that's a tough one. So I'm trying to think. No, no, I'm trying to think what I, because I do use, I do use a lot of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, this is full next year. I know it really has. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's okay because I had one instantly. Did you? Yep. you can tell me that one after. Uh, well, there was a hurricane it. named after it, so this uh, one has come up a lot. Yeah. And I've had this again. It's yeah, unfortunate so. I've had to edit it. But I'm quite glad you said that because I'll keep this bit in and everybody okay. will like right, okay. listen to this and go, No, oh, I, I know yeah. that one. Slange, good one. Yes, yeah. that no one else has said that yet. Yeah. Because there's been a few in Because it's like, oh, generally, oh. generally in positive uh, circumstances. That, that's so, true. Uh, and it's it's yeah, and it's quite quickly. You know, if you're on, if you're anywhere and you hear that shouted somewhere, you instantly recognise and, and connect yes. with, and oh, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah. Well, John McFarlane, I will say slunge to you. Slunge. Thank you so much for this. Uh, I wish you all the best. Cool. And you've been absolutely brilliant on the Broadway. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.